As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's your favorite podcast? We don't listen to podcasts. The one thing that we do listen to is a recording of his father's last fart before he died. It was a good one. My dad, right before he died, let out one last fart. We got the audio on that. Well, I like the daily, but I mostly just listen to an audio recording of my dad's last fart before he died. I actually have my own podcast. Oh, really? What is it? My dad's last fart before he died on a loop. Last fart my dad had before he died. You can really hear how stinky it was. That fart never stops ringing in my head. Puts me in a good headspace before I go into my job at the pig butchering market. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hotboy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. We're jumping right into it this morning. No housekeeping. <laughs> this place I is like immaculate. It. We're going to be in and out of here in an hour. <laughs> uh, before we get to the games, last night, and we're going to do a bunch of trade rumor stuff here today, uh, Cade Cunningham, Pistons guard, number one overall pick in the 21 NBA draft. He plans to have season-ending surgery on his left shin. Ugh. Surgery on a shin. <laughs> I don't like the sound of it. Mm. It's giving me the icks. You anyway, don't hear that a lot in I NBA circles. Hear it a lot. Right? So Cunningham is expected to uh, make a full recovery ahead of training camp for next season, 23-24. But he is done. Shut it down. Now, he missed like the last 17 games. I think we were just waiting to see if this is ultimately what Cade and you know his trainers and the Pistons were going to do. I think they thought, let's give it a month, see if it heals at all, see if he's any better. And in the end... Uh, they're going to shut him down. So I assume you're not that surprised by this news. I guess not. Yeah. Uh, but sources said that the shin was a problem last year right. and then in the offseason. So hopefully this takes care of it for the long term. As far as the Pistons, 
short term, it kind of stinks just that we wouldn't see Cade with Jaden Ivey. See how they work together. See if Killian Hayes is for real because he's been really good for that month that Cade Cunningham has been out. See if those two could work together in the backcourt. They were going to lose a lot of games either way. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But Cade Cunningham was a great player to watch even in losses. Yeah. So it sucks for Pistons fans. Uh, we'll get to the Boyan Bogdanovich rumors a little bit later and whether this news actually makes those real or right. are they going to keep him around? Yeah, uh, is it more or less likely yeah. they move a vet like Bogdanovich, even Alec Burks or something like That's that? That's a great conversation. <laughs> I can't wait to have it in this very quick show that yeah. we're going to have. Uh, but uh, it just stinks that Kate's been he's been gone for a month. But I guess, you know, considering that this was a, a long-term thing, by all accounts, like the Pistons didn't come out and say, hey, this happened. But sources around James Edwards reporting on The Athletic said that it's been around for a long time. Well, hopefully it's just done and done. Right, uh, that right. this That's needed to be done. Because he tried to wait it out as much as yeah, possible. Try and rest and strengthen the shin. But uh, in the end, <laughs> after consultation with you know doctors and stuff like that, they're saying, okay, just shut him down. Now, maybe a part of that is also... We don't want to win games either. Not that they were really winning with no. him, you know. So it doesn't maybe matter. Uh, any thoughts on this, TK? Uh, Cade Cunningham out for the season. Just it's just disappointing, really, that we don't get to see Cade with the other rookies that the Pistons have, and Ivy and Duran. Like you would like to see some chemistry building between yeah. uh, Jalen Duran and Cade Cunningham as your go-to pick and roll set up for the future um, but obviously they don't have that chance now it would also be nice to see your backcourt of the future playing together um, in Ivy and Cunningham but obviously this is necessary the Pistons are playing at long term here it's just kind of a disappointing season for Cade Cunningham. You know, he's obviously going to be missing the rest of it here, but just never looked totally in rhythm. The jumper wasn't there, so maybe the leg heals up nice and quick and he gets to work on the jumper because that's going to be a big part of his game going forward, I do think. So just plenty of more development time here for Jay Nivey, of course, as a rookie, and then Killian Hayes, who's who's gotten an opportunity here to start these games and had some stretches. I know he sort of... The jumper sort of left him here over the last couple of games. But, uh, yeah, he's going to get an opportunity in, what, his third season? Is that where he's at? Yep. Th- third or fourth season? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if he can uh, really – I mean, he has shown promise, no doubt. Can he consistently be uh, sort of an NBA starter? We're going to find out here. Yeah. And I, as, as Trey brought up, the Jaden Ivey meshing sucks. Uh, <laughs> that it won't see – you know, they won't see another 60 games together. Yeah. Because I didn't uh, – Ivey has fallen off here uh, since Kate is – not on the floor to help him create shots, get better looks. He just hasn't been uh, a jump shooter or a, a great driver. And uh, hopefully the uh, the shin gets strengthened. I'm not sure what shin strengthening exercises are. Uh, but Probably just rest. I would assume a lot, but <laughs> yeah. stay off it, I guess. But Knees yeah, over surgery. toes guy. <laughs> yeah. Follow that guy on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be doing some deep squats. Yeah. Some lunges. So hopefully yeah. he's ready to go. Not quad extension. Not, not the pad on the shin. Quad extension. <laughs> not, not that. Probably doesn't help. Let's get to the games. <laughs> All right. We got to start um, with Damian Lillard, who was on fire last night. He tied his own Blazers record. With 11 three-pointers in a win, uh, Trey, and he sat out the entire fourth quarter. So Clay Thompson can rest easy. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> Dame may have had a chance at the NBA all-time record for games made in a, in a uh, threes made in a game. But 11, not bad through three, th- three quarters. <laughs> yeah, not too bad. And, you know, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, if only... 
It would have been a closer game. He would have had a chance to break it. Dame did play another five minutes in the third quarter yep. after he got to 11. Had three more attempts at the three uh, to break at least his own record for the Blazers. But, man, he was getting some easy shots. Uh, I was not very impressed with the way the Timberwolves were playing defense. Kind of weird to be playing a drop coverage against Damian Lillard. It was not working. There was also multiple times when they would end up, uh, the Timberwolves would switch and Nas Reed would go to help at the rim and kind of forget that Dame Lillard was just wide open in the corner yeah. from three. And he's going to make those ones, especially when he is in an incredible rhythm. So yeah, it's getting to be table season, Skeetsy. Oh my gosh. I know you saw the tweets last night. as Dame at the MVP <laughs> table. Blazers are 15 and 12, so not realistically. Dame's only played 15 games, but the Blazers are 10 and 5 when he plays. <laughs> Since coming back from the calf strain, 33.7 points per game on 50, 50, 100 shooting. <laughs> so those four games, certainly MVP caliber. Oh, God. If he strings it together, if he plays, you know, 65 games or whatever, he could end up maxing out at the end of the season. He'll at least get some votes. What I do think he's solidifying is an all-star appearance. Yeah. I think I think he's going to take that from Jeremy Grant I and agree. Freddie Simons yeah. here as they get better. It did stink. Uh, watching McDaniels guard him. They always put the Wolves always put McDaniel's on the best perimeter player, and it feels like they just kind of forget about the rest of the defense. They just say, "All right, you're our best perimeter defender. Go get him." And it's just not a team effort. And I know you want to pull the plug on the Wolves to some degree. <laughs> I do. Let's blow this thing up. Well, you, well, you know, you well, mentioned I'm the fine Carl moving An- Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, uh, sure. it's very interesting. It's it, this team. Yeah, it's not gelling. I know it's it's one night, uh, but. Even if they they came together the last couple games, it's just a, it's difficult to watch, and it's obviously early, and they're obviously going to try Gobert and Towns together when Towns comes back, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to watch uh, unless you're watching Anthony Edwards uh, and his athletic abilities at times. He had his full. Uh, it was a nice. I'm I'm bringing it up because it was a cool full vertical we saw from Anthony Edwards. You don't often see the two footed jump like he's at the combine. One minute left in the <laughs> first half. It was just a full on Anthony Edwards. Let's see how how high you can jump and he threw it down. That guy is ridiculous ridiculously athletic, but they just got bombed uh by the Blazers team. They they literally got smacked. And I know they're a five hundred ish team, but it's, it's it's a real a real Jekyll and Hyde situation here. Sometimes a, an okay team, and a lot of the times just a yeah. yuck team. Yeah, so Lillard, the only player in NBA history to make more three-pointers through the first three quarters of a game is... There's only one other person that made more through three quarters of action. You can get it. Clay Thompson? Yeah, Clay yeah. did. Clay had 14. Is that against the Bulls? Yeah, I think yeah. in 2018. Yeah, that's yes. right. 14 through three Headband, quarters. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Mm. Uh, so what a night from Damian Lillard, and yeah... Trey already gave you the stats there since returning from the calf straight. Not bad. He is in the MVP restaurant. I don't think he's at the table, but he's lingering around. You're always happy to see him show up. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he's <laughs> generally there. interesting to the conversation. Yeah, for yep. sure. <laughs> see, he's, he's eyeing that last slice of pizza from across the room. <laughs> you know, he might grab a wine great. glass and get a little splash of vino. We'll see. But uh, it's crowded, man. There are a lot of people in this MVP restaurant, and there's only five or six sitting at the table. Uh, let's go to our other game here from last night, the late one. Kawhi leading the Clippers over the Celtics in uh, in his best game, I think, since injury all season long. Uh, Kawhi looked pretty dominant along with Paul George and, and the Celtics look uh, suddenly beatable here at least two nights in a row where they can't hit a three sort of to save their life but what do you think? Kawhi Leonard 25 in this one looking Kawhi-ish uh, they 
Don't see him play great th- that often, but they're seven and two when he plays. They're six and one when he starts, but he doesn't play well. He's played four <laughs> or five games. Here comes Kawhi. They obviously need Kawhi Leonard to be playing not only in the playoffs to be anything, but they, we have to see him here in January, February, March, and April, yeah. and he understands it. He and his uh, crew of trainers, they know he's got to get going, and that's why he's playing. So all those finals predictions earlier in uh, preseason mm-hmm. where a lot of people had the Clippers in there, they're still alive. <laughs> they're still alive because if he comes along, we talk about them not really having an offense. Do they need an offense when Kawhi is the offense? I mean, he was looking isolation basketball like Kawhi. He was looking Raptors like Kawhi where he was just one-on-one. You couldn't stop him. And everybody else looks so much better. Yeah. Because of it, the, because of the trickle down effect, everybody on that roster fits in so well. It was a bad night for the Celtics, but it, this is all about the Clippers uh, having a really, really, really strong game. Kawhi made 10 of 12 shots, 25 points, nine boards, six assists there, TK. Um, and this was a, I don't know, I dare to call it a signature win for the Clippers here in, <laughs> yeah, in sure. mid December. Their best win of the season against a really good Celtics team who are on a, you know, they're on a tough part of their schedule, this road trip, all that, but. Uh, this was solid for a team searching for some rhythm and consistency and, and having both their stars play. Yeah, they're going to look like a pretty damn good team. Yeah, I loved uh, Kawhi's line. I think it's his first 20-point game in over 500 days or something along those lines. Pretty crazy. Only 10 threes for the Clippers, which I think is super impressive. They won the turnover battle 15-9, to and they won the offensive rebounding battle 11-5. to So that's how they were generating a few extra possessions and some easy points um, against the Celtics team that's usually pretty solid scoring. Some people will say the greatest offense of all time. <laughs> debatable. That's yeah. debatable. Nonetheless, uh, I thought the Clippers did a really good job at two things. Getting into their actions super quick. Like, this is generally a pretty slow team. They like to walk the ball up, isolate for stuff. They were jogging the ball up. It made it a huge difference. And number two, I thought... Um, the Clippers did a really good job of making things tough for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They were in a crowd basically the entire night. Tough shots for all of them. Only 16 of 35 shooting combined for Tatum and Brown and five turnovers combined. They made it impossible for them to score inside. They were just seeing a whole bunch of bodies. And that's the Clippers at their best is using their size and length defensively to just make things tough for the other team. If they're able to get offense as well, they are going to be tough to beat. They just don't want to go through the play-in tournament. Nobody does. So they got to get up to at least the sixth seed, which means a lot of Kawhi Leonard playing. Yeah, we'll see. And it's been it's been stop and start, right, with Kawhi this entire season. He's playing some games, then he's out for a good chunk, then he comes back, and then it's the ankle, and he's out again. But you're right, he's back here at least uh, outside of that one back-to-back game that he sat, which uh, is not going to shock anyone with Kawhi, but... So far, so good, this little stretch here. Uh, the Celtics, remember we were talking about, yeah, that greatest offense of all time, and I was bringing up like their team shooting splits, one of them being that they were over 40% from three uh, as a team, and we were debating, like, can they keep that up? Like, That's a hell of a mark. Not a lot of teams in NBA history have ever done that. Well, let's dip now here to 39.1% as a team from deep. Still a great number, but the last two games here, these back-to-back shooting performances have been uh, pretty rough from deep. 12 of 40. So 30% against the Warriors. And then last night, 9-39. to 39. And then you pair that with a bunch of turnovers, and it was a big reason why they got blown out. Uh, and the Clippers doing a good job, like you said. Uh, Lou even mentioned that, Trey. Like, we made a conscious effort to, like, have Tatum, especially Tatum, Brown to some extent, in a crowd. <laughs> a lot of guys, a lot of arms, a lot of bodies, and just make life difficult. And, and I think, a, I want to say a part of this 
is a it's a tough schedule here right now for the Celtics them on their road trip so yeah they're allowed to have a a two-game dip yeah I will say they were crowded on the perimeter it would be great to get Robert Williams back to utilize above the rim offense because they just haven't been able to do that this season they've they've obviously been ridiculously incredible driving the ball but Robert Williams will be back soon that will help the offense just easier baskets uh, even though this has been the best team but they are coming back down to earth the Bucks are technically one game behind them, but they have the same amount of losses here now, uh, which is wild to think because you you think the Celtics are just sort of running away with the Eastern Conference, uh, but the the Bucks are right there, yeah, and tied in the loss column. Uh, Either way, I'm excited to see Kawhi Leonard play basketball again Mm -hmm. just because we know. Enjoy while it's here. Oh, come on, Skeets. <laughs> come on, he's played in four or five games. After the wow, game, he was... an award. Well, well, yes, he just, he knows his body, okay? And after the game, he was asked, are you excited? Oh, no, no, sorry. No, the no. reporter doesn't do that. The reporter asks <laughs> in regular in a regular tone, and then Kawhi Leonard will reply in that boring tone. But he was asked about the merits of playing in four or five games, having his best regular season game. He said he... I'm not going to do the impression anymore because I ruined it. He said, I don't care about the regular season. Yeah, yeah. He cares about the playoffs. And they shut up all those Celtics fans, which was nice. <laughs> all the Celtics fans traveling well yeah. in Los Angeles. It felt like a home game for the Celtics. And, uh, yeah, that was that was just surgical for Kawhi. 10 of 12. No one could stop him. Got a back-to-back coming up here. Timberwolves and Suns. Which one do you want them to play in? Suns, Suns please. Better play in the Suns game. Yeah. Yeah, Paul George but you said can it, handle it. You said it's one. mini, then Phoenix? Like, that's yeah, the they're order? both home games. Oh, Wednesday, okay. Minnesota. Thursday, Phoenix. Hmm. Which one yeah, will he Phoenix. play in? He's probably going to play in Minnesota. I think he will play, I think, Put me down for it. He'll play in the Minnesota game and take the uh, Phoenix game off. All right, let's keep it going here. Uh, let's take it all the way back to 2004. Uh, Jimmy Butler's late flurry helps the Heat put away the Pacers. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> to, in, in the year 2022, the final score was Miami 87, Indiana 82. Lowest scoring game of the season by far. 87 to 82. And for some reason, I was watching a lot of this. I don't yeah, know what that... I consumed that, it, too. Yeah. What were we doing? But, you know, it was close, man. We got the Jimmy... <laughs> yeah, it was. It was close. And the Pacers came back. They were down, like, 19, right? And then they suddenly had the lead. And then, yeah, it was Jimmy time. Once again, it's like the fourth time I've watched a Heat game this season where Jimmy Butler's, like, just rips off a... I don't know, like a five to ten point stretch. He had seven in a row last night to sort of, like, seal the deal for Miami. But what a game. This is the Heat recipe right now. Number one clamps the defense is showing up every night for the heat which is why they at least have some what of a fallback plan number two bam out is playing really well he what did, what did he finish with last night 22 and 17 he's one of the leaders in 2015 games so far this season and then jimmy just drags him across the line yep. uh, when it's winning time this was a two-point game with three and a half minutes left jimmy made a layup hit the and one free throw as well made another layup then hit a jumper Suddenly, it was a nine-point lead one minute later, and in a game when they scored 12 points apiece, a nine-point lead turned out to be insurmountable. That was like, ooh, sorry. I don't know I don't know if we can get nine here in the last two and a half minutes. But uh, shout-out to the Heat. They did a great job, especially taking Tyrese Halliburton out of the game. Finished with a single point. Yeah. I'd rather have an offer. Then one point? Yeah, wow. too <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the jokes flying around about this game last night. I know Hollinger was having a blast. A lot of, a lot of Dale <laughs> Davis uh, mentions last night Dale on Davis Twitter. Dale Davis talk, yeah. That's my favorite, yeah. Oh, man. 
I don't need any more Davis bros in my life no, right now. I heard I heard Davis. Alvin Williams on the Raptors broadcast a couple days ago invoke the name of Antonio Davis. Sure. Antonio Davis <laughs> used to get mad when he was left out on an island out there. Too much Davis talk for me. I'm surprised we're talking about this 87-82 game. There's some other good games in the yeah, association. An anomaly task. It is an, an anomaly. It is an anomaly. How did you go about finding out that this was the lowest scoring game of the season? I uh, saw it. I maybe heard it on the broadcast that oh, they yeah. had mentioned the previous game. Was it Bulls involved? I think it was. I don't remember. It was, it like was 92 to 81. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were they had this circled as going down as the lowest scoring game. Going into the fourth quarter, they're like, oh, they ain't getting close. Yeah. And they didn't. They were like 10 points shy each. <laughs> that's <what laughs> that's the, crazy. That's what the stat operator is good for. <laughs> oh, yeah. This used to be a high scoring game, honestly, when we started this podcast. Uh, maybe a couple years prior to starting this podcast. Like, this was a normal score. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> this was a good, this was like, wow. <laughs> they, they almost hit 90. Like basketball what a here. game. <laughs> Lights out. Yeah. It's nuts to think how far we've come in, you know, less than, less 20, than 20 combined years. threes? These guys were shooting the lights out of you. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, you well, know Well, just Halliburton having that one point over from the floor, uh, I would rather have a point because you just, yeah, don't, want to right. have, you just don't want to have zero. But yeah, the way, get snelled. Uh, the, <laughs> the snell line. <laughs> uh, the, the Heat do a good job of taking away perimeter players. Yeah. They, they can do that. And I know we're not going to get into any – uh, Pacers specific rumors later on in this show because it's the same old Miles <laughs> Turner, Buddy Heald. Right. But I do like the fact that the Pacers lose a couple games for them because it allows them um, with their fan base to say, you know, we're not good enough. We need to trade a couple of these players. So I think they can still go in both directions. As I've said, they've come back down to earth. If you're top four in the Eastern Conference, it's kind of hard to say to your fans, we're trading Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, right, right. one or the other, trading one of our players. But they can get better by trading them long-term. So I think it makes more sense. Uh, well, the other games, let me chuck them all at you. You can uh, touch on any you want to. Uh, Lucas scored 38. Mavs beat the Thunder, 121-114. Nice little duel there with uh, duel. SGA. <laughs> Epic duel, thank you. Uh, Kelvin <laughs> Johnson with a game-saving block. On Donovan Mitchell as the Spurs <laughs> won their third in a row. Uh, you know, what's going on with this team? Uh, we had Jones and Brooks powering Memphis to the 128-103 win over Atlanta. And then finally, uh, KD and Kyrie Irving lead the well-rested Nets. I love that the AP report had that. The well-rested Nets passed the Wizards 112-100. That was our pick'em game there as well. And Durant was loving some of the moves from Kyrie last night. Ooh, so yeah, that a little left-hand finish that he had. But, um, yeah, any of those jump out to you you want to talk about? Didn't like the Wizards lo- losing in the Cherry Blossom jerseys at home. Don't like that. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, though, getting every shot he wants. We'll get into him in uh, the trade rumors. Can't wait for that. Uh, yes, SGA, you want a player at the table. 42 for Shagil just Alexander in the loss. Dude stays efficient. And just quickly about the Spurs beating the Cavs. Just like the Celtics come to town, I'll give the Cavs this status. The Cavs coming to town is a good team. Spurs are getting up for that that game. They really got up for the game, and you can tell by the way they celebrated after the game. Kelvin Johnson jumping around like, uh, you know, it was a great great game-saving block. Yeah. Uh, and the Cavs tried to come back, but the Cavs didn't play like the Cavs last night, and the Spurs were ready for it. And uh, that's what happens in the National Basketball Association. you got to play every night. Gotta play every night. It's tough yeah. to do. That is very tough to do. Look at us here in the Classic Factory. We gotta bring it every day. You know, some days we're better than others. 
Absolutely. <laughs> availability, man. We got it. We got it. We got good availability. Any thoughts on those four games? Uh, or? Yeah, a couple of quick notoriskies. Yeah. Uh, in that Grizzlies game, Tyus Jones had a wide open yeah. breakaway layup. Two-hand backboard slap. Yeah. That was incredible. He has <laughs> two dunks in his NBA career, none since 2018. My prediction, Tyus Jones throws down a dunk this year. Grizzlies bench goes insane. Well, they were they were pissed off that he did it. Exactly, man. Yeah, he's yeah, trolling. Yeah, he's he gonna throw one down sometime this season. Everybody will go crazy. So that's a dumb prediction, but it's gonna come true. <laughs> also good, Jaron Jackson Jr. Eight blocks last night. Guys played 11, 11 games so far this season. He's already tenth in total blocks. He's got forty blocks in eleven Holy games. Crap. He's going to make a, at least somewhat of a run at Defensive Player of the Year as the season goes on and he gets his numbers up. The other game that was interesting, you talked about uh, the Nets there taking it to the Wizards. Four straight wins for the Nets, 8-1 and one in their last nine. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving last night, 54 points on 18 of 34 shooting. Ben Simmons went to the bench, came back starting, went in and out of the lineup due to injury. Nary a peep. Nope, nope. This is perfect for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Just play basketball, make zero news, <laughs> and win some games. How long can it last, How though? long can it last? December 15th is in two days. Trade rumors will be flying like crazy. Maybe something goes haywire. But it's good times for the Nets right now. Also, Kevin Durant's shorts are getting shorter. Mm. I don't know how it's happening. But for the first time last night, I was like, whoa, this guy's wearing Daisy Dukes out there. But, he, and, but the he's got the crazy tights yeah, that, yeah, were, the leggings, that were yeah. part of it. Uh, I don't know. They just looked incredibly short to me, but he had... A fun game to watch as well. And then, yeah, like you're saying, he was celebrating all, the, all these Kyrie makes. That game was looking crazy to me, though. With the, the pink floor. Yeah. And the Nets are wearing uniforms that look more like Washington Wizards yep. uniforms because they were wearing, like, old New Jersey Nets-style stuff. A lot of color going on. There was. A lot of color. Plenty of color. Uh, yeah, Kyrie, after the game, quote, Man, let's just go win ball games. That's it. That's really what the attitude is. Yes. Yeah. And here's the money part. We know the talent we have. This is our group. No more excuses. No more distractions. Yes. All right. You said it, Kyrie. Leave it at that, and we're good to go because you guys are cooking right now. They're 17 and 12 as they uh, sneak up on these teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, definitely, after losing a couple, and then even even the Celtics and Bucks. They're not that far ahead of them. So here they come, Tess. The Nets for right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little like the Kawhi Leonard situation. Well, uh, believe that they're steady a little later in the season. They, they are similar in the sense, like, when you see them play and everybody's playing and there aren't distractions, you're like, yep, th- this team could win a title. I mean, they have the talent to do it. But then you're always like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've done this before. I've tricked myself. I've talked myself into this before. Either injuries with the Clippers case or distractions or even injuries with the Nets case. And you're like... You want to pump the brakes a little yeah. bit, but hey, Kevin Durant is is under talked about. He he has not been talked about he, a lot. He is he the MVP. He is sitting at the MVP. Oh yes, yes. he is yes. there. He is. He well, has he, to be sitting. He he has to, even if it's the least talked about seat at the table. Yeah. <laughs> it's just he's got of, a drafty like he's by the window or something. See, the thing is, <laughs> you would talk about that seat though. You know what I mean? That how bad it is. Like well, why it's the worst seat? You know, uh, it's the worst seat. So you talk about it. What is you know your, what I mean? what's your, if you're sitting at a table, how, what's your worst seat? I'll tell you mine. I hate when the, um, like the light is bad on you at a, at a seat. <laughs> For whatever reason, like sometimes they'll hit the wrong chair and it's like mm. too bright. It's like you're under a spotlight. You're like being mm. interrogated. I hate that. Mm, I hate, I hate a, it. Yeah. I hate a table leg in between my legs. Ooh. Good. Don't oh, like that. Good that's one. bad. <laughs> uh, I hate, I hate a seat 
where you're facing away from all of the action. You know, like the entire rest of the mm. restaurant is back there. Your table is here. Oh, okay. That's how they assassinate you in the mafia. Oh, true, true. Yeah, true. it's the most dangerous seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's you got to sit against the wall so you can see all of the threats. I'm so with you on that. <laughs> These are all. I feel very uncomfortable with my back to the rest we go of the to restaurant. And nobody sits down. We're like, Oh, I know you hate that seat. You hate that seat. I like that seat. You like that seat. We just stand the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let us know in the stream, team, other things you hate about uh, sitting at a table, the worst part of the seats, <laughs> being in a restaurant. Uh, let us know. Uh, and you also brought up, like, Jaron Jackson Jr. and the case he's making already here for Defensive Player of the Year. Don't you worry. On tomorrow's podcast, we're going to talk about these uh, new reimagined NBA awards, renamed and in the case of the MVP, well, in the case of all of them, I guess, uh, just completely redone. Mm-hmm. Got some thoughts on these. <laughs> Not good ones. We'll save it for tomorrow's podcast. Save it, podcast. save it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think they should name the Defensive Player of the Year award after Utah Swatanabe. <laughs> <laughs> Guy liked it. Ian Eagle loved it on the call. Utah Watanabe with a block. Utah Swatanabe. <laughs> this guy does it all. What was the other? Utah the Shootah. Yep. He's, he's dropped. Got a great name to make a f- bunch of fun nicknames with, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break here. When we come back, we are going to get into the trade rumors. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back in the Classic Factory, the stream team is buzzing about the MVP table conversation and the question about what's the worst seat to sit in at a table. But just so everybody's clear, the MVP table, I think we decided on five, and we've been convi- we can talk ourselves into six. We can pull up a chair to our <laughs> Ooh, circular table every once in a while. That's the worst seat. 
<laughs> the one the being pulled, pulled up. up. Chair, <laughs> no flatware. So it's it's five to six, and then uh, we do need to clarify: it is not a booth <laughs> because no grown man will sit in a booth, as the stream team says. I don't know why, even though the photo we always show you of us at that pizza place in Chicago is definitely in a booth. Yeah, it's nice because your backs are against the wall. Yeah, right? nobody's coming up and sneaking that is up and killing so us. So safe. Yeah, except for Jerome. You never know who's outside the window. <laughs> you never or know. Nobody's hiding in that turtleneck. Uh, and then, yeah, there was a bunch of answers to the worst seat. So uh, people hate a, a middle seat in a booth. Yeah, fair. You're stuck yeah. in there. Yep. Uh, that's not a great one. Um, I hate the seat right next to the kitchen. So you can see everyone's food coming out before yours. People Elvis don't says like that. A kitchen seat. Yeah, don't like that. Uh, what else do we got here? Close uh, to the bathroom's got to be there. Ooh, yeah. That's worse than kitchen to me. Yeah, I agree. Greg's a tall guy, so he says a restaurant table. They often have hidden support bars that are awful on his knees. <laughs> so he hates all tables. <laughs> Same thing with podcast tables, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, <laughs> Filthy card says my request is just to not sit to the left of a left hander. I thought about that part. So true. Wow. <laughs> so true. Uh, Oscar says, hate sitting on the crack of a booth seat. I like that. Yeah. It's like uncomfortable, because the cushions, especially if it's been yeah. worn in a little bit. Yeah, it's like, depending. If you're at like yeah. a cracker barrel, you're, you're caved in there. Yeah. All the seats in a cracker barrel have cracks in them. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, and then Lance says, I hate sitting in the spot that the waitress stands to take orders. Oh, like right next to you. That is. <laughs> look it up. Jesus. It does make you feel a little bit like a kid. There's uh, Alex says, yeah, like the chair it. by the door. I can't take a cold breeze. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on Great thought. tables and chairs in this MVP table, but it's uh, it's it's quite a uh, not a race. It's quite a table in terms of who's sitting it's down. Because like I'm almost like at the point. I know it's just two bad games, but like. Has Tatum stood up from the MVP table <laughs> and like go check on his car if he's double parked and stuff like that? Mm. Like, I don't know. That like that that might be like a KD seat or something like that. Because it's like Giannis is there, Luca's there, yeah, Jokic is there. First, I want to say he's sort of locked in the middle. If it's a booth, he's in the middle, yeah, and he doesn't have to get know, out. Man. But does he have a big bladder? Because <laughs> you have to have the biggest bladder to be sitting in that. That's seat. honestly why I always sit in the in the in the booth. At the when end? I sat down to sit yesterday, we went out and had yeah. lunch yesterday. I was like, I'll sit in the booth. I pee the less, the least. Yeah, you did say that. Yep. I will gladly take that seat. And if I, I remember correctly, everybody else went pee except for you. Yeah. The math works out. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Give me the booth. Uh, I think I think of all of them, I have Giannis. I think Giannis is in the – if we're in a booth, I think he's in the middle. Because he's like the most – he ain't going anywhere. Giannis True. is always going True. to be in the MVP conversation. He usually plays a lot. Puts up ridiculous numbers, of course, and his team is good. Steady uh, Freddy. So I, I think he's steady Freddy. I'm not yeah. saying he's winning MVP, but I think he's always there. Anyway, okay. Let's <laughs> nice. get to some trade rumors. Oh, wow. It's been so long. Since the NBA trade rumors intro. Okay, I got a bunch here for you. A lot of this coming by way of our guy Shams at The Athletic with his inside pass. You know, dropping all of these tasty little nuggets that you can chew on if you want. All right? Don't gobble them down like your Kobayashi or Chestnut. <laughs> chew on them. All right? Just chew. And don't use Just water. Chew. Okay? Actually enjoy this nugget. I'm going to throw at you here. Uh, the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers, of course. Uh, Sham says, uh, the Lakers are, are prioritizing shooting in their conversations with teams. They've discussed packages, including salaries, and a protected first-round pick for Detroit's Boyan Bogdanovich. 
And the Lakers have also discussed concepts, <laughs> I love that word, mm-hmm. involving uh, Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier on the New York Knicks. Um, any thoughts on, especially with the Bogdanovich and the Lakers just trying to get shooting some, some not re- regurgitated sort of rumors here. <laughs> Does Chestnut ever do that? Does he chew it up, <laughs> spit it out, put it in some water, and put it back down? I don't know. But anyway, let's I don't it. know either. Yeah. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, yeah, this feels regurgitated. But Boyan Bogdanovich had a great quarter against the Lakers. He had a 25-point quarter earlier this week against the Lakers. He's had three 30-point games in December. This guy is a baller. I don't think the Pistons are going to trade him. He's 33 years of age. It would make sense for him to go to a contender and them to get a draft pick back. But I just think the Pistons are sitting there and saying, Little Caesars Arena has not been bumping for a long time. This guy is a very, very solid player. He's one of the free agents after next year that would come uh, available. And we got him. And I, I think they are just going to hold on unless they are blown away by a Lakers draft pick. An Un- unprotected first round pick. Un- unprotected, they would then do you're it. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. But Palenka ain't doing that. I, I, I think there's a stalemate there. Reddish Fournier, obviously far lower down the list than Boyan Bogdanovich, who is, again, the perfect Laker compliment. It would be so yeah. good because he's not a point guard that needs the ball. LeBron's the point guard on that team when it comes down to it. This, this is exactly what LeBron had you know, through the good years. Uh, and he, he would be so good. He can just do it himself. And LeBron, LeBron respects this dude. It just makes so much sense, but I just don't see a deal coming. Unless they're overwhelmed by something, but they don't have the players. It would have to be a pick. Yeah. And it, it's the protections on that pick. 27 or 29 draft picks that the Lakers have. What do you think? Yeah, and isn't the line that the Lakers are prioritizing championship-altering players? Right. I don't necessarily think Boyan Bogdanovich is that, but he, of the names that they are in the mix for right now, he's the closest, and the fit is nice, and like you're saying, there has been some success against LeBron, which surely counts for something when it comes to who they're acquiring, but I agree that the Lakers should be targeting shooting here. Mm-hmm. They were 22nd in three-point percentage last year, 28th this year. This has been a problem since they traded all of their shooters after winning the championship. Still one of the craziest moves. The problem for the Lakers is that the one guy who's going to bring back like significant players out there is Westbrook because of his contract. You got to add a pick to trade that contract yeah. at this point, which means the other team is getting no value back, which then means you have to toss in the other pick to give them something of value. So it's going to be tough. And if Bogdanovich is the best they can do, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be good enough uh, for the Pistons because this sh- is a guy who should be in demand throughout the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the the rumor was Beverly, you know, plus pick, plus filler for Bogdanovich. And it's, yeah, so it's just be the pick instead of, yeah, the Westbrook angle, which is, yeah, it doesn't really make sense <laughs> if you're the other teams uh, around the league. So, the, it, you know, if you're of two, you're, you can be of two minds here. Well, the Pistons should trade Boyan Bogdanovich, get something for him. Mm-hmm. Why the heck Because he doesn't match up with their, their youth Their movement. timeline. He's yeah. 33. Yeah. He's their leading scorer. But there's also the, hey, you need good players at some point. You're in that locker room. You're Cade. You're Killian Hayes. uh, You're Jaden Ivey. Why are you trading one of our good players? Mm. I mean, year after year after year. I get that. Sort of makes sense. I don't think they're – I don't think – they won't be overwhelmed enough to trade him. I don't so you think Bogdanovich will be there after the trade deadline passes? I think so. will be in Detroit. They won't be overwhelmed enough with an offer. Okay. I don't think so. All right. Three-team deal. Shams. Pitching this one to everyone. He's heard whispers. Uh, the Suns recently engaged 
in three team talks that would have sent Jay Crowder to Milwaukee to the Bucks, four Bucks second round draft picks, along with some players, unnamed players here, to Houston, and then Eric Gordon and or Kenyon Martin Jr. to Phoenix. All right. Everybody follow that. Uh, Shams went on to say the Rockets are coveting one first-round pick for Gordon and for Martin, a very good first-rounder. Not a batch of second-rounders, according to sources. That's why maybe this hasn't happened. <laughs> Do not happened. batch them up. They don't want this batch of second-rounders. The Rockets have um, had interest, this is not a surprise, in Gordon from several contending teams, is what Shams says in his sources, but appear less willing to entertain the topic of trading Kenyon Martin Jr. So, Eric Gordon. This, on the trade this board. is the year. Yeah. This, yeah. I, this is the I th- year. I think it is. I think it is. That he See, the last year of his contract. Yeah, Finally. Bit, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Finally. Yeah. He's been – they've been trying to get a first-round pick for Eric Gordon for three seasons. Pretty much since – I don't know, since Chris Paul left, I guess, is <laughs> when they've been trying. But this is the year they might actually do it. <laughs> Also, Eric Gordon's been trying to get to Phoenix for years, I feel like, as well. So maybe things finally line up. But I actually think the Suns should be more interested in Kenyon Martin Jr. than they should in Eric Gordon. They don't need another shooter. The Suns are great at shooting. Eric Gordon's not a free throw guy either. They need somebody, a big wing, to basically replace what they're losing in Jay Crowder and what they have lost in not having him out there. So maybe that's why the Rockets are saying, we want a first-round pick for this guy who was a second-round pick and doesn't have a long track record of success. Mm-hmm. It's posturing season out here, yeah. which is why I kind of think Detroit's kind of uh, bigging up themselves right now about Boyan Bogdanovich trying to drive up the offers. Surely that's what Houston's doing as well, because Eric Gordon could get a first-round pick. I think it's unlikely that K.J. Martin gets a first-round pick, but at least he's a guy that could help some teams with his energy and his athleticism. Yeah, I think it's uh, finally the year the Rockets sell. I think it just finally happens. Have they waited too long to be able to get a first-round pick for Eric Gordon? You know, Eric Gordon is long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's in his mid-30s here. Uh, it's, it, it would, if it's it would, a pick, if it's a first-round pick, it's, yeah, it's protected, protected and sure. it's coming at the back end yes. of the first round. I, as much as I like Eric Gordon, and I think he would help a, a contending team, he still is a decent player. He's absolutely you know, he gives it his best <laughs> on the defensive end, and we know he's a scorer. He can still do that. He's a two-way scorer, so I like him on a lot of teams, but just not. I don't want to give up too much for him. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he seems perfect to be coming off a bench for a, oh, yeah. a, a contending team. He will work his ass off defensively. Yeah, the Kenyon Martin Jr. thing is interesting. They have a lot of talent in Houston. They have just so much. So it makes sense to get rid of Eric Gordon. I guess they don't want to pay Kenny Martin Jr. in the long term. He's going to be extension eligible next year. They've got Chen Gun in the front court uh, and, you know, Tarisen and a bunch of wings. It's, it's interesting because um, he's having a really great season. Yeah, he's uh, solid. Um, so why give up on him? What type of extension is Kenny Martin Jr. going to be looking at? 12 million? 13? You know, maybe not even. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lot, high, but. Yeah, not that maybe. So but, that's going to be a good deal. I'm I'm with you. I'd, I wouldn't be looking to move Kenyon Martin Jr. if I'm from the Rockets, unless again you're getting something you're like, wow, geez, another bite at the apple, amazing draft pick that we have to do. But it does. Or it, Eric Gordon, yes, not it, not Kenyon Martin. It feels like yeah, Kenyon Kenya Martin Jr. shouldn't get twelve million dollars, but it feels like the hype is just so high right now that I it, don't think that's could. that far fetched. No, I, I mean, not depending depending how you look at it. Marvin yeah. Bagley just 
got that much, 13 and a half extension per year with mm-hmm. the Detroit Pistons for three years, which was, uh, yeah, a contract that hasn't worked out so far. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you could see that. Anyway. Danny LaRue at The Athletic made a good point, you know, uh, the, the cap expert. He, uh, he said another reason a deal should happen, uh, regarding Eric Gordon at least, is that Gordon is the Rockets' best option if they want to take on long-term money in exchange for a stronger return. I like this thinking here from, from again, Danny LaRue. The idea, like, they, the Rockets may take on a bad contract. They have a ton of cap space. And who knows if they're going to be doing anything with it in 23 when it's not the, like, the sexiest free agency class. So they could do that, but to get a better, better picks, young talent thrown in, stuff like that. You can help a team out by, okay, we'll take your crappy contract or something you don't want, but you're going to have to sweeten the pot with, you know, again, draft capital or young guys. I, I think that's a possibility, but... Eric Gordon, you're more you're more convinced will be moved than Bogdanovich. Yeah, and, I, I, and and like Trey brought up about the Pistons maybe showcasing Boy Bogdanovich or saying that you've got to you know, sweeten the pot a little bit. It may benefit a team like the Rockets if the Pistons aren't pulling the trigger on yeah. a deal. Eric Gordon's next in line, you know, <laughs> right? To yeah. some degree. To some degree. Uh, he also said, uh, "Shams here. Let's get to Jay Crowder. He was a part of that three-team deal. Uh, the Hawks and Heat are ultra, also interested in Jay Crowder, and Miami is expected to uh, have a re-energized pursuit <laughs> because uh, a lot of their players, like Deadman and Oladipo, are available available to be traded starting Thursday on December fifteenth." Where like ninety percent of the you know the the league of guys that signed are going to be able to be moved. So, the Hawks and Heat interested in Jay Crowder. I love the Heat going back and getting their old <laughs> bud Jay Crowder back, who helped them get to a, an NBA Finals. Yeah, it's like the Lakers we just talked about could use their shooters back, bring back Kuz, bring back Kentavious Caldwell Pope. He would help a lot. So, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense on both teams. Really, the the Hawks could use him, although I'm intrigued a little bit more by the next name we're going to get to with the Atlanta Hawks and Kyle Kuzma, just <laughs> just because it's so, so rich in potential drama. I, I, that, it just, it just, <laughs> the higher ceiling with Kuzma, no doubt, but also, I don't know. I don't know if that could work with the Atlanta Hawks. Jay Crowder would be a, a steady Freddy. Uh, I just, I don't know what the Hawks give up. Is it somebody you know young down the the depth chart for Jay Crowder? The, the John Collins is a little too much, uh, but you know somebody like a Jalen Johnson or something to get the the money working there. It would make sense for both teams though, um, and Crowder has to be traded, right? <laughs> well, I didn't think he would be. I mean, he's not playing. I wonder if Jay Crowder is going to have like a. Um, what worked for Al Horford taking off that OKC year and suddenly was like, oh, looking young and spry again. I mean, Crowder's. On the older side, I think he's 32. I think he's not a spring chicken, so this could help him not playing here. Whatever team he ends sure. up on and give you something for a playoff push or even in the postseason. Um, any thoughts on Crowder? A name that's being thrown around oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, he's going to be on the heat of the Bucks. One of the two. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he's, him and P.J. Tucker, they just make the same decisions <laughs> over and over. It feels that way. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, right? They're like the same guy. You're like big wing, can guard three, four, maybe five in a pinch. Not as good of a shooter as you would be led to believe, but willing to shoot it sometimes. <laughs> and a tough guy who uh, helps yep. out with the culture. He's obviously got the uh, the past with the Heat, which I think matters. And the Bucks have been interested in, in him basically since CJ or since PJ Tucker left <laughs> Milwaukee. So yeah. I think he'll be on one of those two teams. Um, 
The Heat, though, can get to $30 million in salary if they include Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, and Victor Oladipo. They also have picks that they could trade. Like in, They could trade their draft pick this year. They could trade 27 if they wanted. But who wants Duncan, Dwayne, and Victor? Anybody? <laughs> $30 million for those three, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a question yeah. if you can trick somebody into taking those. Because yeah. otherwise they don't have a lot to trade. No, no, they don't. Uh, let's go to John Collins. So hot right now. Still so hot. John Collins. Trade rumors. He's not even playing. He's injured. But uh, Sham says the Hawks have had several teams in the John's, John Collins market, such as Utah, Washington, Brooklyn, and Dallas. Four teams for John Collins. Of those four, is there one you like more than uh, the others where you're like, okay, let's make this happen. There's something there. They could really use John Collins. Listen, uh... The, the Kuzma for John Collins deal that Sean Strania said that the, the Hawks have some interest in Kyle Kuzma. I love it. But I, but there doesn't appear to be traction on a potential framework, also said Shams, this Kuz, John Collins. But you love it. <laughs> well, it's risky, uh, for sure. Uh, because Kuzma, DeJounte Murray, and Trey Young in that locker room, I'm just not sure if it <laughs> if it creates... A winning locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. It's it's just a mix. It's a mix of guys that may not work. They just it feels like they'd be bad to Cosmic the bone. Gumbo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, okay. Kuzma is gonna be looking for a payday here. He is and apparently uh, twenty million dollars. He absolutely is, and that's why it is very risky. Jay Crowder, far less risk. He knows his role. He just comes in there. Kuzma wants to shoot, baby, and he's shooting. And the Wizards are losing uh but the he's just at this point of his career where yeah he wants to get paid again he would fit the john collins role pretty well because he's a three-point shooter allowing the lane to be open for Dejounte murray as i bang my can there and uh trey young so he he fits he's he's willing to take every shot uh that is available to him so I, i just like the drama part and and i think all this talk about john collins going places and and even for jay crowder you gotta want something back uh you know a, a decent part back i think for john collins not just J- jay crowder mm-hmm. a young good part because john collins could be a 2010 guy in this league and kuzma kind of fits that kuzma i think is at the peak of his powers right now uh, uh, he is beloved by everyone he's shooting 17 times a game and he's a complimentary piece but i, I think yeah. right now his his trade value couldn't be any higher like his his rep right now cannot be any higher he's sure. in no his doubt. in his late 20s this is it yeah uh so the wizards should cash right now i think kuzma's almost entered the like uh harrison barnes tobias harris like level of uh a good player can score you know, not gonna kill you on the other end but like is he a two like is he our second best player now nah, is he our third best player actually if he could be our fourth best player then we're very happy but how much are we gonna have to pay him that's where i'm like seeing kuzma's like career going here not a bad spot to be he's gonna get a lot no, of money good spot he is for my him. number one trade target for every team okay <laughs> uh because literally who doesn't need size rebounding shooting defensive know-how and championship pedigree yeah he's the perfect mix he's making 13 million dollars this year which is why washington is going to be looking for a juicy pick they will not be able to get a great player back because the salary is so low but they could get a decent pick for kuzma i think washington is not interested in this deal with the hawks because they probably don't want to pay john collins 25 million a year for the next five seasons if they were going to do that they would just keep kuzma and pay him um so i wouldn't mind seeing him on brooklyn and dallas the the trades are kind of tough to get him there but like collins 
would be perfect for Brooklyn. Just catch and shoot guy, plays defense, hits the glass, which I think is something that Brooklyn certainly needs. And he would be like a super maxi Kleba for Dallas, basically. Can play a little bit of defense, has athleticism, can roll, yeah. can shoot threes, can hit the glass. Uh, but, man, I thought it was so funny when Chandler Parsons was calling out Kyle Kuzma mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier this week. He's like, this guy thinks he's a star. Never be a number one or number two option, but he's going to get paid. Dude, Kyle Kuzma is Chandler Parsons. Yeah, 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 I didn't ever realize that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love Chandler Parsons when he was good. They even both have six spin moves. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, Eric Pincus at Bleacher Report said Kuzma – is a flight risk here in Washington, too, because of free agency. Uh, and he is the type of player that maybe um, rebuilding teams would covet there in free agency. Again, if you look at the class coming up, Kuzma easily is probably like a top 10 player in the uh, 23 free agency uh, class. And and looking, like I said, at $20 million, he probably wants to play for a contender, maybe just wants the paycheck. Who knows? Kuzma is believed to still be on the Sacramento Kings radar. Um, so they did have interest in him once upon a time. The Lakers, Suns, and Knicks also interested in Kuz. <laughs> so I, I do think, especially with the Wizards now, just like looking like the uh, Wizards of old. Free fall. Yeah, getting back to the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings, they would be silly not to get something in return because otherwise I can't imagine he's staying with the Washington Wizards. So get something. Move off him and get any sort of pick, any sort of young player, whatever it is, um, instead of losing him for nothing. So I think he, uh, I agree. he will be moved, and and I think he wants to – I don't know. It's Kuzma. I, mean, I guess my gut just says he wants to be moved, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe not. He's getting numbers in uh, Washington. The only final note I have here, the Magic and Spurs, potential fire sales with some of their guys. Uh, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, Mo Bamba <laughs> with the Magic. They're always in Gary the mix. Gary Harris and Terrence Ross are available again. And uh, the Spurs, uh, Yaka Pertle, Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott. So these are all they're all decent players, and uh, I can't imagine it would take too much. Yeah, maybe Pertle a little bit more for sure, but uh, the rest of them, they could be had. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. They are available. Yes, yes, yes. They're always available. Yeah. The Magic and a trade a center. They have they have so much height. Would they trade Mobamba? I I just want to see them roll out five centers. I know they're kinda of, they kinda of throw out a guard with all these centers, but they've got Bull Bull, Mo Bamba, Mo Wagner, another Mo, Mo. uh Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr., probably their steadiest center. They're so big. Uh, they should trade a center yeah, or two, yeah, yeah. Um, and they might. They might. Bombo was a guy who had a little teeny tiny bit of free agency buzz uh, mm-hmm. over the summer, and then he instantly re-signed with Orlando. So maybe they're thinking, yeah, we, he, if he comes out and shows he's a 38% shooter again like he's doing, maybe somebody will be interested. I think the, Bla- a, I think the Blazers would be a nice spot for Mo Bamba as a backup big. I think they could use a little more. Uh, you know, like Drew some Eubanks? depth. No, he's fine, but uh, you know, I, I think he would fit there. Um, and obviously, you wouldn't be asking him to do a ton. Uh, so, somebody get on the trade machine. Get a get a Blazers Magic Mo Bamba to Portland deal going for me. Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot of these names, just the same old names. So let's names. just get to it already. Fifteenth is almost here, and then these trades can actually happen. So hopefully, they're like all lined up, and some of these guys, I like, can't trade them. Till the 15th. All right, now we're good to go. Let's go. <laughs> and on Friday's show, boom, boom, boom. Trade, trade, trade. Emergency bow, podcast bow, bow. after emergency podcast. Because that's all we want. Everybody just wants trades. 
throw some thumbs on it. What's your grade? Who's the winner? Who's the loser? <laughs> Doesn't matter at all. Probably not. Do you really believe in a second round draft pick? I don't know. Shut up. All right, let's take our last break. And when we come back, pick them results. And Tess has a really good tweet of the night. Don't go anywhere. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport. No flight delays. No fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my god, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, back here in the Classic Factory, got some breaking news. Uh, the Webby Awards just named the best sports podcast after No Dunks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was confused there for a second. Not that you had me going. Like, huh? uh, you thought I was going to say we won the Webby Award, but I really threw it for a bonus there. Well, you said after no dunks, so I, my mind went to we won it last year. <laughs> Did we? Or was that two years ago? Uh, I guess it was a, it was a couple ago. years yeah. ago. So after 
meaning no, this year. It's just they're following what the NBA is doing, renaming all their awards after the best of the best. So I guess the awesome. Webby Awards Best Sports Podcast will now be called the No Dunks Best Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're still Thank eligible you. to Thank win you. it. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like we're not podcasting anymore, like we're retired like all these Jordan. Ooh, yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> good, good point. Okay, uh, picking results. Last night we had that Nets-Wizards game. Uh, Brooklyn favored by five and a half on the road, and they covered... It took care of business. That's a win for me and Trey. Improves our record to 4-4 four and four in the month of December. And Tess had the whiz. Thought they'd at least cover. Close for a bit, but uh, Nets pulled away. So you're 5-3. and three. We got a nice little race going here. What's our game tonight? Five-game night in the association. Big ones on TNT. Yeah, yeah. Golden State visiting Milwaukee is the one that we're going to focus on oh, here. Oh, hello. The Bucks at home are four and a half point favorites. So if you're taking the Bucks like your Trey or Skeets, you want a five <laughs> point victory. Mm-hmm. No points to play with. While I have four <laughs> points to play with as a picker of the Golden State Warriors going into Milwaukee. Yeah, I thought the line was a little big, but then again, the, the Warriors stink on the road. I guess they're taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Bucks are obviously pretty damn dominant. The TNT game. This is so what? We got inside here tonight. They are on Tuesdays now. <laughs> I just, yeah, just changed that. Yeah. Okay, here's see a, here's a, a Dwayne, bet. See a can you Candace, bet, can you see bet on this? Can you bet on this? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal thrown into a Christmas tree tonight. Interesting. Do they run it back a week later? They did it twice in one night. Last week. And do they do it again? Or, or you know what? I'll open it up to anybody's throwing yeah, that's it. That's what I was say. That's maybe a, maybe a Chuck in. gets thrown in. I don't know. Probably Shaq, though. But What are you betting? Um, yeah, sure. I'll take the field. All right. All right. Shaq, All right. no way. That's a good no bet. way, Shaq. No they're way, gonna, Shaq. They're not going to repeat it. Wow. I'll make you a bet. I'll take the field. You take Shaquille. Okay. What do you want to put and what on? And Trey gets A glass nobody. of eggnog? <laughs> a glass of nog is who, on the line, eh? Who's the loser? Who, I don't know. Who has to drink the nog? <laughs> All right, you got the field, I got Shaq. Somebody's okay, going in a tree. Winner gets to pick who has the nog. Okay, I got, <laughs> I got to get to a farm. I've been telling myself I'm going to get to a local Georgia farm to get some fresh nog. <laughs> right. It's got to happen. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to milk a cow today. Make some nog. Well, I'm going to get an egg from a chicken. <laughs> you do. You need it, right? Yeah, yes. you need egg. Egg. You need, egg. You need uh, creme. Yeah. You need the creme. You need and the egg. egg. It's like custard. Let's get to tweet of the night. <laughs> yeah, in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, maybe I'll just go to Brewsters. Or to Illinois. Anyway, uh, get some custard. Either way, a uh, dandy of a tweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's flash back to flash forward. Mm. 2002. Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James played against each other in a high school basketball game. Wow. 20 plus years ago. Let's flash forward. 2022. Their sons played each other in a basketball game. Two of Bron's sons, Bronny and Bryce. That's Bryce on the left if you're with us on YouTube. Bronny in the middle. And Melo's son on the other team, Kai and Anthony. This is wild. Look at this. Look, look. Who wears short shorts? Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yes. Yes. Shorts have changed a lot oh, in 20 years. Yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, this is amazing. It is amazing. Is cool. And then let's let's get some game footage, some high school game footage. <laughs> okay, here. let's break it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be uh, because skip. in 2002, LeBron threw down a dunk. And then 
Bronny in this game yesterday threw down dunk with LeBron on the sideline. And uh, Rob Lopez edited this together. And, and LeBron being a real dad, real coach, getting up, mm-hmm. saying, get back there, get back on defense. He was pumped for his son to throw down a dunk. But, yeah, split screen of St. Vincent, St. Mary, LeBron throwing down a dunk. Now it wasn't uh, – that was, that was a lot earlier in the year. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is, 20 years apart, <laughs> son's playing. LeBron, mellow on the sideline. We're not going to go through the stat lines. We're not going to. We're not going to parse the game or <laughs> no, anything. No. Nah, uh, nah. That's enough. I, you know. Will all three of them be in the NBA? I don't know. Let's put some eggnog on it. <laughs> I'll say no. I'll go nog. I'll go nog on you. Holy crap! I got a lot of eggnog bets going on. That's that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to keep track of that for years because they're not draft eligible for a long time. Yeah, yeah. 2024 for Bronny. Later for Bryce. I don't 26 know. 26 maybe? Is he like two years younger or right, something like that? Right, right. And yeah. then Kyan, I'm not even I don't sure. Even know. Yeah. I've but, seen footage of him. Yeah. He's obviously talented. Great jeans. Very good. But man, it's a lot of very pressure. Very good pants. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all sweats, yeah. All right. Elvis says they're all going to be in the NBA, so looks like I'm going <laughs> to be drinking this nug. Uh, I think at least summer league preseason, they'll, they'll all have a, a taste. Okay. Oh, ooh, summer league doesn't count, though. Sorry, the handshake is already. Oh come on! I won't even officially on their basketball reference page. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They gotta get a basketball reference entry. Okay, I like that. Oh wow! Oh, this is a hot take. Uh, Nine three seven. LeBron is better than his sons. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down with these hot takes. Somebody's gonna yeah, burn. Relax, man. Yeah. Uh, great tweet there, and I like that little split footage there. Yeah, from uh, Rob Lopez. I, to be honest, I don't follow the high school game, but Bronny was just joined by Bryce this year. At his high school? Because Bronny's been there for a few years. Bronny's been around for yeah. a few years. Uh, Sierra, that sounds right. Sierra, what's it called? Sierra, Sierra Canyon. Canyon. Sierra yeah. Canyon. Yeah. I always forget the second part. Canyon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Bryce, I think, just joined this That makes season. sense. He had like a massive growth spurt, I think. He's taller than Bronny is now. Yeah, which would make sense. Freshman and junior. Yeah. Wow. And then a senior next year for Bronny before uh, LeBron says, you draft him. And you got me in 2024 or whatever happens. I don't know, but I don't. I feel weird talking about high school sports. I'm not a real American. I don't. I don't real. I don't really dive in. I don't travel around Georgia looking at the next out, football you prospect. You don't head out on Friday night. Go check out the uh, offensive listen, lineman. I am. I kind of want to do that. I, I kind of want to. Yeah, I'm looking at the offense, sitting in the bleachers with my binoculars. Yes. Look at that right tackle. Yeah. Look at look at the foot speed on that right tackle. <laughs> That's the south. You're in the south, man. I know. That's have, Friday have night you football. Ever, have you ever no, checked I out? Would, a... I could not care less. There's mm-hmm. no way I would go check that out. Good on them. If you're into it, I get it. Especially, in, like, not in Atlanta. If, I'm, if I was in the boonies somewhere in South Georgia where that's all that's going on, yeah, I guess I would go down to a game. Oh, you got we used so to much do it in Stratford, Ontario. Exactly. What's the, what are you doing tonight? Or what are you doing Friday night, man? <laughs> For, who, who, me? Yeah. You're, probably you're watching professional yeah, exactly. basketball. Exactly. Oh, I'm too busy. I might watch Bullet Train again. JD, yeah. great movie. It's great, right? Yeah. The worst thing about Bullet Train is the uh, trailer. Yeah, who made that trailer? They should be fired. Yes, I agree. It was terrible. It didn't. I, you know, people were like, "This looks dumb," or like, "What is this about?" It's a fun. It's a fun movie. Fun watch. This guy's too busy, uh, (laughs) fellow, to go see a high school football game. He's watching Bullet Train. He's seen every television (laughs) show. Go watch a high school football game. You're a. I didn't go. You're telling me when Grisha's kids are playing football, you're not going to be. Oh, I have to know somebody in the game. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, that's different. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that part. 
not knowing anyone? That feels weird. That does feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna go take in a high school kids game. I don't. E- I didn't even know who was playing. It was a Sunday tournament, but I guess it was high schoolers. It could have been middle schoolers down at the uh, old Grady yeah. Stadium okay. yeah, down yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, you hear it a great on. event. <laughs> oh, they're like they're, it's amazing. Events. Like their stadiums are like. I mean, like, they're smaller, but they're like, holy crap, they're nice. Oh, it's nice to just put my butt on cold concrete, you know? <laughs> hey, when I, I, we growing up in southern Ontario, the Friday, the Friday night version of the, the football game in the south was the, you know, junior B hockey game, you know, mm. the, the local hockey game oh. for your, like, uh, lower level team. So we had the, they, they were then called the Stratford Culletons, and now they're called Whoa! Stratford. Wow, hockey night hockey in Canada? Um, sure. What the heck are they called now? The Cullies have been changed, yeah, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are they called? Oh, the Warriors, called Stratford Warriors. Now. Right, right, yeah. right. I thought you were going to say that uh, Friday nights were for theater. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Stratford, you would go catch a play. Yes, go see King Lear <laughs> and then head over to uh, Allman Arena to see the the, the Cullitans at the time play the, uh, the Kitchener Rangers. Ah, the double dip. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, an interesting city, right? Blue collar, white collar city, uh, all wrapped up in one. <laughs> what about no collar? <laughs> Any yes. real freaks in Stratford? Yeah. yeah, they let their dogs off the leash. No collars on those dogs, and it's ridiculous. Put your dog on a leash. Well, as far as you know, when you went back to uh, back in the day, going to a hockey game, junior B, any level, I guess, really, no nets. What? Keep your head on a swivel. No, no nets. <laughs> Multiple times. No, 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 no nets. Uh, on oh, the, uh... Protective. <laughs> yeah. okay. no, they had hockey nets. How do you score? <laughs> what? That's crazy to me. Yeah. Instructional. Just, just a couple of toques marking where you uh, score. So the actually, ball. Stratford oh hockey games were decided by uh, your best soliloquy from a play. <laughs> you would come to center ice and do your and your best battle. Hamlet. Oh. <laughs> they wouldn't drop the gloves. They dropped the pro. <laughs> We're going mono e mono. Monologue for mono. <laughs> no, I meant the I meant the netting, man. That makes because like multiple times I was at a Cully's game and and someone would get like you know a kid or or anyone would get you know a puck to the face and it was quite dangerous. Those things flying up there. Puck to the face is dangerous. So I always Thanks. remember my mom would say before I left the house, hey, you keep your eye on the ice. <laughs> Keep your eye on the ice. Don't be talking to your friends nonstop. When the action's going, you never know when that puck's coming uh, up. This should be, be t- it, it's crazy. No, yeah. you should have no one sitting behind the nets. That sounds super dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, maybe it was just a maybe, behind the okay, net. Maybe it was just behind the net, and then it was the rest open. of the area. So like a baseball back yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of deal. That okay? Yeah, yeah. they must have had plexiglass, like the you know well, the yeah, glass. They had the glass, yeah. but I'm talking like. The, no, you, you can see a hockey arena. You're sitting in now. It's clear. There, now it's everywhere. The yeah. netting. Is but, it really? Well, yeah. All the way around. I mean, it's like I a lot so. more. Yeah, 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 for sure. Cell Anyways. phones. That's cell phones. That's cell phones. I'm not watching the ice. You're looking at their phones. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh. Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda's got to come out with a hockey game where you battle a solilo- have a soliloquy at center ice. <laughs> it's his next music. Exactly. <laughs> Good idea. What are you waiting like, for, make, Lynn? Gotta do it. Make make Slapshot the uh, famous seventies uh, hockey movie. I can't until, believe uh, that hasn't been done yet. I'm not giving away my Slapshot. How has that not been remade? They Send remake it. every movie. That oh, is there is a Slapshot iconic sports two movie. or something. There is. They, with the Hanson brothers. I think it's they made that movie Goon. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Goon. Yeah, yeah, that's basically uh, Slapshot. 
<laughs> to quote William Shakespeare, keep your eye on the ice. <laughs> CWE Crocker. Great comment. Hey, remember when this was going to be an hour-long podcast? Mm. Yeah, well. Well, we had one. some larfs at the end. Uh, shout out to Ed Olenek, Rob Blake. <laughs> Ed Rod, Olchek. Rod Olchek. What? Not, not Ed th- Olchek. Ed Ol Ed Olchek. You said Kelly Olenek's brother's name. That's not his. Ed Olchek, legend. Rod Brindamore. That's right. That's right. That's a hockey player. Rick Tabaracci. Oh man, don't make me say John Van Beesbrook. That's all I got, man. John Van Beesbrook. Darren Poopa loves poop bingo. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> Let's, There's uh, a man named Darren Poopa in the NHL. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, we say it every time we talk. Oh, come on. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to actually name, like, uh, Junior B players that were coming oh, like up Garth through the Snow. ranks. They <laughs> probably played Junior B, <laughs> sure. Oh, they all played Junior B. I don't B. know. Not all of them. Not, Rod not... Brendamore, Ron Francis, maybe. <laughs> Chris Pronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's an Ontarian. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> What, do you think he's too big to be from Ontario? <laughs> no, they grow big, man. I just didn't know, you know, literally anything about it. Great defenseman. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of the best. Uh, Puck handling defenseman, I think. What about uh, Ty Domi? Sure, that's an animator. I don't know if they played in the Junior B ranks. What about Owen Nolan? I don't know if they played for the London Knights or not. Or the Elmira Sugar Kings. Wow. Clipper Bros. <laughs> Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I think they played for the Sugarland Skeeters. Oh, That's, baseball. That's baseball. They're no longer called that, as I once told you. Just like the Cullies. <laughs> Things change. What are they called now? The Sugarland McGrady's? Didn't no, McGrady it's, some, pitch for it's them? something Space Comets or something. Uh, something about space. <laughs> something space Comets. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Space Comets? I don't know. What it is. Something like that. <laughs>